Hello there and welcome to the podcast, Biblical Questions. We're excited that you've taken time out of your day to download this podcast and stream it and take time out of your day to listen to it. I know there were many other podcasts out there available on the same lines as what we're doing, but you've chosen us and we are grateful. We certainly hope that God will bless you and edify you uh, through the podcast. We hope and pray that you would uh, continually think about us in your prayer, that we will continue to grow our audience as it does each and every week by God's blessing. If you want to find out more information about us, I encourage you to go to our webpage at biblicalquestion.com. That's all small, one word, biblicalquestion.com. And there you can find links to our social uh, media pages on LinkedIn and Twitter. If you have a biblical question you'd like to be answered on the podcast, you can also contact us through our webpage on the contact page or have have a prayer request. You can also submit it there and we would put you on our prayer list. And we have about 50, 60 people average a week that do go to the webpage. And so I encourage you to do that if you have a prayer request and people from all around the world can be praying for you. Today we're basically going to, we're going to be in book of Jeremiah. Uh, Jeremiah is one of my favorite books uh, of the entire Bible, definitely of the Old Testament. And I want to start by reading Jeremiah chapter 7, verses 9 through 11. Will you steal, murder, and commit adultery, and swear falsely, and offer sacrifices to Baal, and walk after other gods that you have not known. Then come and stand before me in this house, which is called by my name, and say, We are delivered, that you may do all these abominations. Has this house, which is called by my name, become a den of robbers in your sight? Behold, I, even I, have seen it, declares the Lord. Jesus would say something very similar when he would uh, turn over the tables of the money changers and, and call the house a, a den of thieves because they were taking advantage of, of situations. That's, that's a whole other topic. Perhaps sometime soon we can maybe have a podcast on that as well. There's a title today is My Way or God's Way. My Way or God's Way. And there's a famous song called My Way. Two very famous people uh, made this song famous, uh, depending on your generation. Uh, Frank Sinatra and Elvis Presley. Um, years ago, they sang this song. Uh, I actually have heard this played at a funeral uh, where I was attending. I, I know many people my age or older have heard this song a few times, and perhaps the younger generation uh, may never have heard it paid any attention. So I want to read a few of the words from the song. It starts off, And now the end is near, and so I face the final curtain. My friend, I'll say it clear. I'll state my case, of which I'm certain. I've lived a life that is full. I've traveled each and every highway. And more, much more than this, I did it my way. Regrets? I've had a few, but then again, too few to mention. I did what I had to do, and I saw it through without exception. I planned each charted course, each careful step along the, along the byway, 
and more, much more than this. I did it my way. Yes, there were times, I'm sure you knew, where I bit off more than I could chew. But through it all, when there was doubt, I ate it up and I spit it out. I faced it all and I stood tall and did it my way. I loved, I've laughed, and cried. I've had my fill and my share of losing. And now, as tears subside, I find it all so amusing. To think I did all of that, and may I say, not in a shy way, oh no, oh no, not me, I did it my way. Oh, what is a man, what has he got? For if not himself, then he has not. To say the words he truly feels, in the words of one who kneels, the record shows, I took the blows, and did it my way. Well, this song, it, it kind of goes on, and if you want to listen to it, it's readily available on the internet. But the, these songs reflect uh, the lives of many people. This one in particular, I, there are parts of this song, I would say that this man uh, does whatever he wants. However, in parts of the song, I would question, as a man of God, parts of this song displays one really being self-centered, or ignorance or arrogance against God. Anyone actually living out his or her life as my way is not a humble person. And sadly, uh, so many people in our world today are really are, they really are living it my way. In our world today, people are being taught to, to live for life my way. If we are in the church and we're living it my way, then what are we showing the world out of our works? What type of attitude are we reflecting back to the world? And clearly, uh, this is not a godlike heart if we're saying my way. Is the heart that says my way truly reflecting Christ? And of course, no. If the words describe us, then may God send us a man to tell us and, and pull us back closer to God. A man like Jeremiah. When we hear people say it is my way or no way, how, how does that really make you feel? What goes through your mind? I know it breaks my heart when, when I hear a person say this, it, it, or I see it reflecting in, in their lives, or even mine. It has to stop, and we need it to change. Jeremiah, he lives among a people of God about 700 years before Christ. The greatest number uh, claim to be followers of God, too, in this time frame. Amazing who he's talking to, really, are all God's people. They all claim to be Jewish. They all claim to be in a covenant relationship. They claim that they were saved no matter what they do. And yet, uh, their lives really reflect something so much different. Oh, they would take care of business on the Sabbath. But the rest of the week, uh, they really lived like demons. They lied. They stole. Uh, they cheated widows. Worshipped false gods. And did not trust in the and the Lord, really, and that's just what I can think of on the top of my head.
And that's because I just read that scripture reading. It really, that's what they God tells them and accuses them. I've really wondered if, if we could today, and in, in, in the Lord's church, could be described in the same manner as those in the days of Jeremiah. We proudly bear the name of, of Christ. We, we proudly say that we are uh, disciples of Christ, followers of Christ. Uh, we claim to, to be Christian. But really, that's not much different from the people in the Old Testament. Especially, again, in the time of, of Jeremiah, but really throughout the Old Testament. And there's some exceptional uh, time periods. But time and time again, uh, we can really read how they really fell away and they, and they fall hard into sin. And it seemed like they didn't even care. They either were numb to it, didn't understand it, or just simply thought, well, no matter what, I'm a Jew. Uh, God has to love me and God has to forgive me. And God says, I have a covenant relationship. And those uh, same words can be used uh, as Christian. I'm a Christian. God loves me. He'd never condemn me. I can live how I want to live. Uh, that's not true. God does not care for that kind of an attitude. To get the sense of what's really going on here in the days of Jeremiah and see if there's a repeated problem in our world today, uh, let's go through Jeremiah. We're going to read quite a bit here. Uh, chapter 5 is where we're going to start. And we'll end up in chapter 6. Jeremiah chapter 5 verses 30 and 31 says this, An appalling and horrible thing has happened in the land. The prophets pro prophesy falsely, and the priests rule on their own authority. And my people love it so. But what will you do at the end you know I'm not sure how anyone who again who claims to be a follower of Christ can can love all the evil that goes on before them we see evil around us each and every day how many of us really speak out against the evil that we see do we just accept it I mean we watch the TV shows uh, the best TV show on our TV is that black screen it's hardly ever on unless there's some weather in the area but what about false teaching what about cults what about false worshiping do we just say well I can't change it we accept it and move on or we say things like well the world is just the world and or do we have a heart that's really not caring you know Jeremiah he's gonna ask some interesting questions and what will you do at the end of it? At the end of verse 31 that we just read. Well, God answers the question here in the next chapter, chapter 6, starting in verse 1. Flee for safety, O sons of Benjamin, for the midst of Jerusalem. Now blow a trumpet and rise against the signal over the evil that looks down from the north, and a great destruction. The comely and the danity one, and the daughter of Zion, I will cut off. God says, really, in so many words, now you better get out of Dodge. We might say when I was a kid growing up, you better look out. And you thought you were saved. You thought you were safe because you're living in Jerusalem, and you believe that you're you're saved. That God will never destroy the temple that He claims He lives in and has His name on. And God is saying, time out. 
let's skip on down here to verse 13 pick it up here it says from the from the least of them even to the greatest of them everyone is greedy for gain and from the prophet even from the priest everyone deals falsely they have healed the brokenness of my people superficially saying peace peace but there is no peace were they ashamed because of the abomination they have done they were not even ashamed at all they don't even know how to blush therefore they shall fall among those who fall at the time that I punish them and they will be cast down says the Lord I've often thought we as a society and perhaps even as a church in, in, in the Western world we have forgotten how to blush we are so filled with immorality in our nation uh, it just makes me sick just thinking about it how much it's really changed since we were uh, kids years ago we may not even be practicing any of it but still the question still remains uh, do we get upset over it do we have a godly anger about it are we even blushing anymore you know, I know when I was a kid, some serious crimes were taking place, and people would shake their hand, their head, and say, "I can't believe that! I can't believe that's going on." Today, I think people just—it happens each and every day uh, on the news when you're able to get to it and turn it on, and it doesn't matter. All the gang violence, all the crime, and the murder uh, over drugs, and who knows what else. You know, I had a. A young couple years ago, uh, when I was living in an apartment complex in, in South Dakota, uh, across from the hall from me, and there was a few weeks goes by, and they just move in, and this really young girl, I'm guessing she was 18, 19, she was really having troubles uh, getting her key out of her deadbolt lock. At first, I thought it was just because she had the wrong color hair or something, but that's that's really not really fair to her she just turns around and asks me uh, to help her get the key out not really sure about her situation I asked her where her husband was and and why he was not helping her and she replied without even blushing or, or even a hesitation I have no husband my boyfriend is really he's at work and and I really need to get my key out of that lock so I helped her remove the key, and the few minutes that it took to, to get the key out, you know, I was the one blushing, and I thought, how would I feel if that was my daughter who was just living with a man and acting like she was married and saw nothing wrong with it? I understand if you're going to say, well, she's over the age of 18, she's a legal age, and, and she, there's nothing you can do about it. Well, that might be true. Uh, in one thought, uh, or I, I still would be ashamed. I would hope that I had raised my daughter better. After the key was removed from her keyhole there in the deadbolt, it was clear that she had stuck the wrong key in the lock. She thanked me and, and asked me if I was the preacher who lived in the building, and I told her yes, I was. And she and her boyfriend needed to come to church, and we invited her, and... Of course I got no response and she didn't even blush after she figured out I was the preacher 
and that she wasn't married to a man that she was living with. You see, this is the type of thing that Scripture is talking about. We see a person living in their lifestyles of immorality, it doesn't matter, living out of wedlock, same-sex marriage, whatever, and no one blushes about the situation. In fact, many people uh, are just accept it and they move on. We watch uh, our team watching and viewing pictures on the internet that they really shouldn't be looking at. And we say, well, it's just normal. That child is learning and starting to mature. And the parents, they don't even blush. Father might say, well, I did those same things growing up too. And he has failed to blush and teach his child right from wrong. God is very clear on how he feels about this subject. Despite what some politicians say in America, despite uh, what some leaders say that God created everybody and God loves everybody, well, that's an oxymoron to me. Uh, yes, he loves everybody, and yes, he created everybody, but God does not make garbage. God does not create us to come into this world with the ability uh, not to resist sin and temptation. God does not create us to say, I tell you, you cannot live that certain lifestyle. I find it disgusting. And then create you where you have no way of getting out of that situation. People say, well, you're not being very Christian. Well, I don't know about all of that. I do know this. If people do not repent from their sin and they don't try to get out of their lifestyle, and they do not ask Christ for help, uh, they're, they're in trouble. You see, because God is he's really very clear on how he feels about the subject of sin and immorality. Like all the messages from God, there's always an, an out for those who are walking in darkness. Let's continue to read here in Jeremiah chapter 6, starting in verse 16. Thus says the Lord, Stand by the ways and see and ask for the ancient paths, where the good way is, and walk in it, and you will find rest for your souls. But they said, We will not walk in it. Verse 17, And I set a watchman over you, saying, Listen to the sound of the trumpet. But they said, We will not listen. Therefore, hear, O nations, and know, O congregation, what is among them. Hear, O earth, and behold, I am bringing disaster on this people, the fruit of their plans, because they have not listened to my words, and as far as my law, they have rejected it also. For what purpose does frankincense come uh, to me, and how sweet can it be from a distant land? Your burnt offerings are not acceptable, and your sacrifices are not pleasing to me. So if you think God is unfair and unjust for punishing sinners, I would say probably you just really simply don't understand a basic concept of God. God has sent messengers over and over and over again to call sinners into repentance. And this would include Jesus himself. 
The problem is, some people just simply don't listen. They, others have selective hearing. How can you honestly say that God is not fair? When the Word of God calls everyone to repentance. And when true repentance is done, God gives true forgiveness. Repentance is turning from your sin and, and rejecting the things that God rejects and loving the things that God loves. I am not saying that's an easy task because it is not. And you cannot do it alone. You have to have the Holy Spirit in working in your life. How would you feel, parents, mom and dad, if, if you told your child repeatedly, I do not talk to strangers, do not go down the street to the stranger's house, then only to learn that your child has disobeyed you. Not only once or twice, but countless times you find out. Are you going to overlook this as a parent? Well, I seriously doubt it. A good parent would not. I would guess that many listeners are good parents. They would either punish their child or they're going to figure out something to get the child's attention about stranger dangers. And you're not going to really trust that child again until you see a change. Because if you don't correct the problem and the child returns to the house down the street, then what will happen? And you all know what could happen. You see, God corrects his children too, and we are his children. And God has set up and he's established laws where we all to live by. When we break those laws, we do face punishment, rejection of God in his ways. Only God can pull us out of that and forgive us. Do we want to be on the path that leads to destruction or the path that leads to eternal life? You know, I, I wonder how close we really are to the days of Jeremiah. I know there's an old gospel song. Um, Saint talks about this very subject. But even the people in the Lord's church can and do reject God's plan, His plan of salvation, His words as being true and accurate from beginning to the end. They reject the fact there's really only one way to worship God. That's in spirit and truth. They often times they reject the truth being preached to them. I've had people come up to me after worship services and, and say that uh, that was really an interesting sermon preacher. But I didn't believe a word of it. And then just to watch him walk away. I had a lady one time, I was just simply reading out of Romans chapter 1. We were just beginning a study in Romans. And she... Uh, says, I don't believe a word that you said. And I said, oh, really? What do you mean by that? Well, I don't believe anything you just said. And of course, I had a reminder. I really hadn't made any commentary or any thoughts or, uh, on the subject at all. I'd simply read the verse. And then I told her so. I said, well, then you need to take it up with God because I'm just reading what he's wrote down for us. You know, my thought is, if Scripture was used correctly and the message was clear about how God feels about stealing immorality human relationships marriage baptism and any other topic and you reject it by saying that well that was just interesting but everyone 
will go to heaven. No matter how evil someone might be or appear to be, then I would say, well, that's a wrong idea in the sight of God. You make a mockery out of his judgments, his words, and even the preacher or teacher or prophet, just like they have for many, many generations. God wants all of his children to walk in his ways, to walk in his light. If you think that the message is about uh, doom and gloom in this podcast uh, from Jeremiah, I say to you, uh, there is a message that's just as important, and if not more. And that message is, there is hope. For those who hear the message and turn away from their evil ways and repent and look to God, that's exactly what God wants from his children. And so today, uh, are you doing it my way, or are you doing it God's way? God allows all of us to make this free and, and open decision. Here's a verse, and we'll close on this. Jeremiah 21, verse 8 says, You shall also say to this people, Thus saith the Lord, Behold, I set before you the way of life and the way of death. And that's so true. God has given us the free will to accept his gospel message or to reject it. To, to accept the entire word as inspired, as actual events, or we can reject it. I would encourage you to, to study the entire Bible. And i recently been around a lot of groups that uh, they either want to study Revelation or they want to study the book of Acts. And those are great books to study. But there are so many other books in the Bible that we seem to overlook or just uh, don't care about for some reason. And honestly, I really don't always understand why. As you can tell from the podcast, I really enjoy the Old Testament and the characters in the Old Testament. And it's so I talk a lot about them. But we have the gospel accounts of Christ in his life, of his virgin birth, of his foretold birth being fulfilled. Being born in Bethlehem, as projected in Scripture as a prophecy, of his ministry of healing the sick and the blind, raising the dead, feeding 5,000 people. He is the creator, he is the giver of life, and he died so that you and I could have eternal life. He bled and, and, and suffered so that our sins could be covered. And on that third day, he did walk out of that tomb resurrected, giving you and me the same hope of our own eternal life. I certainly hope that you've enjoyed the podcast today. You can find out more about us by going to biblicalquestion.com. I would encourage you to find a congregation that's teaching the entire Word of God, the complete truth of Word of God, and I'm not going to say that's an easy task because I know it's not. But I also know there's some out there. And if you need help with that, we would do our best to try to help you and encourage you to find a, a congregation. Thank you once again for taking time out of your day and listening to us. And we thank our worldwide audience for all the time that they have put into listening to us as well. Until next week, may God bless you and may He have the glory. Thank you.